Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. This week on the Nonprofit News Feed, well, we're talking about a big release by Mackenzie Scott. She's been giving away money. Now she's giving away data, a comprehensive database, actually, of all of the nonprofits. So we'll jump into that. Uh, also, we had uh, our, our end of year celebrations at Whole Whale. And there's an internal video that Nick put together where he is a washed up British rocker uh, talking about a success. They, they definitely took the Whole Whale adage of taking it too far and making it way too hilarious. Um, we can't release any of it, but if you worked here, you'd see it. Uh, impetus to to keep us on your 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 job postings uh, going into the new year. Should we be hiring? But yes, uh, <laughs> video was released. Super fun. I got to live out my alter ego being a washed up British rocker for our annual holiday music video. Here's what I'll say: If you leave us a review and then you message me, I will share that video with you because it is unlisted on YouTube. I feel like that's, I think that's a fair trade. Cool. It is chaotic, good. Chaotic festive, let's say. <laughs> chaotic festive. Um, I, I agree. Amazing. Well, we, in the spirit of giving and festivities and holidays and all that, our top story is, of course, Mackenzie Scott releasing a comprehensive list of grant recipients. So Mackenzie Scott has started a new website, yieldgiving.com. And the website essentially serves as just kind of like a, a holding, a place to hold all the information about the recipients of Scott's enormous generosity over the past couple of years. So a downloadable database of all the organizations that have received money from Mackenzie Scott. So it's estimated that donations on this list totaled over $14 billion and were dispersed to over 1,600 nonprofits. The donations and grants were no strings attached in nature, and the database denotes the name of the organization, the size of the gift, and the organization's focus area, geographic lo location, and mission statement. So we are getting full and total transparency from Mackenzie Scott on where those donations are going. And important to note on the website's process page where they talk about how they found these donations, there is a hint at an open call for grant recipients um, at some kind of process that organizations going forward might be able to apply for grants. Um, that seems to be an in-the-works type thing, but it is the first time that Mackenzie Scott has hinted at an open call type scenario. So, George, this is this is big news. And we we started going through that spread list, and you see this like never-ending list. And these donations, it's not $500. It's not $10,000. It's all of them are getting millions of dollars, or at least most of them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's refreshing to see the transparency there. I mean, technically speaking, you can um, sort of back into information like this using, you know, tools like CauseIQ.com, where you can track who's given what. 
because uh, these things have to be disclosed on 990s. It's just a different ability, though, to sort of pop it out into a CSV and be able to look at it and, and get an idea of it. You know, top things in here, I was looking down the list. Um, one of the top recipients in 2020 was actually RIP Medical Debt, who was on our, you know, on our list of uh, podcast participants. You know, Planned Parenthood is is up there with 50 million. Uh, yeah, they were a past client of ours. So I was like, oh, kind of, you know, happy to, to look through and see that many of the folks that we have actually worked with um, are, are on this list. Volunteer Match um, is a past client. And you can see just, you know, what's impressive. I encourage you to go there and just like, you get an idea of, to your point, it's not like, oh, here's like, you know, 10,000, 20,000 gifts. Like there's just row after row of millions of dollars being given, right? Like that is uh, something quite significant uh, for, for what you're, you know, able to achieve. And, you know, it's not until you get to the very end where they're like, very few grants are like under a million dollars. If I was on this list and I got less than a million, I'd be like, what the heck? Why did I get less than a million? Uh, but it's a reminder of that, the power of this level of wealth. And, you know, on the other side of that coin is like, you know, this could easily be spent the other direction. But, uh, you know, I have a, a hard time finding a bad bag, bad apple in the bunch and looking through the hundreds of organizations. Yeah, George, I think that's a great takeaway. It's impactful to see all this disparate data that we might have been able to see just in one place really cleanly that you can download as a CSV and see all these amazing organizations there um, that presumably have been vetted. Um, and yeah, it's just cool, cool to see that impact in one place spelled out so cleanly. But I can take us into our next story. And this is from Yahoo Finance, and it talks about the 22 most charitable companies in 2022. It goes through some heavy hitters. You've probably heard of just about all the companies on this list. Uh, Google, Starbucks, Walmart, Alphabet. George, how seriously should we take this? Is this, is this a good thing? Is this a esg whitewashing situation are these real donations what's what's what do we think of this list well i mean it's just the season for lists i also bring it up because i think your organization obviously if you haven't already it may be a little too late but there's still periods of time i'd say that stretch through january where you can create your top list of corporations of people of influencers of whatever it may be that have done you know the most social impact in your, in your ecosystem. And so this is like, at one level, it's like, look, it's Yahoo Finance writing at an end of your article, fine. But I'd also say that, you know, looking at companies being celebrated for doing the right thing in the right way on the heels of, you know, what we just saw with CVS, which, you know, uh, we talked about in the other episode, um, is, is great to see. I, I do think that social impact isn't, just relegated to the domain of 501c3s. It's, it's clear that uh, for-profit organizations need to stand out. I mean, am I am I really celebrating that hard when I see like Chevron make the top 10 here? Like maybe not. Or, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase, not exactly being like the pinnacle of, no offense, but like, you know, social 
social impact, justice, and investment. Uh, okay. Um, Exxon Mobil making the list. So there's a little bit of ESG gaming. So take a look at the list. How would you write it? That's my question. I think that's, I think that's good framing. Uh, something, of course, to keep in mind this time of year, um, but some good things for nonprofit leaders to think. All right, I'll take us into our next story. And honestly, this one ruffles my feathers, George. So you're ruffled. Last, I'm, I'm, I'm ruffled. Uh, <laughs> the New York Times last week published a story titled How a Sprawly Hospital Chain Ignited Its Own Staffing Crisis. And it talks about a hospital chain um, under the Ascension umbrella um, that is a hospital that serves approximately 6 million patients in the South and Midwest. It has revenue, yearly revenue of $15 billion that rivals companies like General Mills and Gap. It is a non-for-profit hospital system. And in addition to its billions in cash, it runs an investment company that manages more than $41 billion in assets. And the chief executive of its wholly owned investment company made a salary of $13 million last year. And it's estimated from that article that because of its nonprofit status, Ascension has avoided more than $1 billion a year in federal, state, and local taxes. That's the... The, the, the tax exempt work. Um, and in response to that, we have an article from healthaffairs.org that offers some framing and solutions of thinking about this problem. Um, because our irrational health system, as it notes, allows mega hospital chains that operate under a nonprofit status um, to, to really not <laughs> put their, their patients first. It, it stems from um, staffing crises, trying to squeeze out pennies uh, during the, the COVID problem, or during the COVID surge, and a whole host of other problems. But you have mega wealthy kind of bad actors in the nonprofit healthcare system. Um, this article offers some different approaches um, that I'm quite frankly not knowledgeable enough to, to speak or even summarize, quite frankly. But George, why do you throw this in here? And, and why do we keep talking on this podcast about nonprofit hospitals? What, what's the importance of, of that thread? This is under the ongoing theme of brought to you by just because it's a C3 doesn't mean it's doing good. 501c3 is a tax classification. And clearly in this case, one that is saving a, uh, an operating organization billions of dollars. Uh, you know, when you're talking about and it came up in this article, uh, staffing shortages. Leaders of these organizations, of these hospitals and their boards bragging about how much they were able to cut in, in overhead, not for, mind you, the service of the patient or what's best in the health outcome, but mind you, in a reduction of staff. And especially and you know, as we're moving through a pandemic, it, it's, it's a real head scratcher in terms of saying like, how, how isn't there more scrutiny brought to bear? Also, you know, tactics that intentionally obfuscate the 501c3 obligation of hospitals to actually cover in the case of medical bills that aren't able to be afforded by um, low-income clients that come through. And it is, you know, part of the 
you know, terrible jigsaw puzzle that makes up our, our healthcare system. But sad to see the nonprofit, uh, you know, name being pulled in uh, to this overall brand. And so when you look at overall trust dropping in nonprofits, it is narratives like these that are, are really doing it, are really bringing it, uh, bringing it around. So I, I hope this type of article leads to oversight scrutiny and like, you know what is fine with me? Pay your taxes. That's okay, right? Just lose your C3 status. Pay your taxes. You're going to operate like a for-profit. You're going to operate in a competitive ecosystem where you're trying to get the most out of it. Like, that's that's America. That's fine. But I don't like the thought that our tax dollars are going to underwrite so that they can have a higher amount of money to then go turn their nonprofit into an investment vehicle. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, certainly a big problem. <laughs> Healthcare in America, nonprofit, hospital chain healthcare system. But uh, hopefully that this amount of high profile articles um, shines light on the problem. All right, I can take us into our next story. And this one comes from Wired.com. And the title of this article is Big Tech Laid Off Thousands. Here's who wants them next. And the subtitle is governments, nonprofits, and small startups hope to scoop up people let go by the likes of Meta and Amazon. It's their big chance to lure top tier talent. Um, so the article cites the stat that nearly 1,000 tech companies around the world have laid off more than 150,000 tech workers this year. We've seen high profile layoffs from Meta, Amazon, whatever it was that happened at Twitter. Um, and quite frankly, you now have high skill job seekers in the tech marketplace that now may be looking for stability, potentially lower pay if it, you know, it comes to the territory, but that governments, nonprofits and other private sector industries that are looking for highly skilled tech workers, uh, this could be a good chance to recruit these workers um, during this kind of realignment of the tech sector. Uh, yeah, not only that, um, increasingly, you're seeing public opinion of major tech companies uh, taking some heat, Twitter taking heat, Facebook, especially over the past couple of years, Cambridge Analytica forward taking heat. And these workers might be primed to be looking for more environmentally, socially conscious type Jobs, whether that be in the government, social impact sector, nonprofit sector. Um, so this article just kind of makes the case um, that this is a golden opportunity for social impact folks to recruit. I think that's exactly right here and a great opportunity because many of these folks that have been laid off actually do have fairly generous severance packages, you know, coming out of that, uh, and others, you can actually go to a site layoffs.fyi for a full breakdown of number of people laid off when it happened. And on top of that, there may be the opportunity of saying like, okay, if we know that there are people in our region or area uh, that have these technical skills, like how are you selling and even amplifying the, the potential need for not just frankly employees, but volunteers. Again, I note, Severance packages may cover these folks for, you know, three, six, nine months, depending on what that agreement looks like. There may be uh, a new swath of volunteers um, coming out as a net result of this. So 
you know, what does your technical volunteering strategy plan promotion look like as you move into 2023, not just, you know, clearly for, for hiring, in which case, you know, we, we always recommend idealist.org as a, a solid place to be listing uh, for at least non-profit minded uh, employees. What's layoffs, layoffs.fyi, I know weird ending, but um, they'll give you some charts and stats on, on what's going on. Yeah. Great, great resource there. Go check them out. All right, George, the time has come. How about a feel good story? Yeah. What do we got? Okay. This one comes from WMUR9ABC, local affiliate. And it talks about how an organization called the Common Man Family of Restaurants um, has co-founded a nonprofit called Common Man for Ukraine. Um, and the nonprofit has delivered 1,300 presents to children in Ukraine this holiday season, along with 700 tons of food and 10,000 sleeping bags. Um, they, they have been visiting orphanages in Ukraine, of course, as the, the human tragedy of the conflict has now left kids uh, orphaned. Um, and it says the organization says they've raised 2.3 million in less than six months to support Ukrainian refugees. And this is amazing, right? Like those, the, the gift itself is almost not what matters. What matters is kids feel seen. They're allowed to feel joy amid, you know, insane circumstances and, uh, get a little, a little bump, a little support, a little pick me up during an otherwise uh, trying year, but it's the season of giving and uh, cool to see a nonprofit stepping up and giving to kids who God knows need it the most. It's an important reminder that we've got uh, children in a war zone and so that's diametrically opposed to a season of giving in abundance and care. So uh, the fact that that's, that's occurring, giving a, an assemblance of uh, what the season's actually about uh, is good to see. And that's like, that's the work of nonprofits, uh, you know, and sometimes you just, you're like, oh, well, you know, shouldn't they be sending body armor? Sure. Right. Like if that were the only focus, uh, but this is called, you know, working with empathy and realizing that uh, there are uh, many people suffering and there's, uh, there's work to be done. So uh, I like seeing that. All right, Nick. You know it's coming. I know, I know it's coming. Quick question, question for you. Um, how how was the nonprofit camping fundraiser you went to? I'm not sure. How was the nonprofit camping fundraiser I went to? It was intense. Oh brother. Oh my. <laughs> that was uh, good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, moderate. Uh, I. Uh, I will say we're probably we're we're signing off. I don't know if we'll fit in another one of these before the end of the year. So I appreciate the the time and, and working with you, Nick. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours. See you in the new year. Happy holidays to you and your family. Seeing you in the new year. Thanks for a great year. Here comes twenty twenty three. This has been using the whole whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us.
Thanks, as always, to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you.